Welcome to the Field of 12 After Dark Show, Sirius XM, ESPNU. Y'all can call me dirty from now on because I plan on getting dirty with George's ass. Let the nuts hang. I'll give you the politically non-correct answer. The lights went out. Don't worry, guys. Don't worry. It's Dabo doing the gritty. The old man, I'm screaming at kids to get off his lawn. Well, you never know what the hell is going to go on in Morgantown. You get off the bus, it smells like straight whiskey. Cheers, boys. Let's ride. Let's go. It's the Field of 12 Best Bets Extravaganza, Thursday, October 27th. We are looking ahead to the college football slate this weekend. My name is Greg Waddell. I am joined by Jimmy Ott, and we are brought to you, as always, by the good folks at Bet Rivers. Jimmy, how are you feeling today? Great, man. I mean, late October, you know, the weather's good down here in the south. we got some great football on Saturdays. I don't care what the card is. They're always good, but, you know, we're peeking ahead just a little bit. To LSU, Bama, Georgia, Tennessee doubleheader next week. Yeah, just a tiny little bit. We're getting into that stretch run of the season where the stakes, you can feel them, right? And I feel like we're, this is the week before the week. But for some teams, some programs, this is a pretty big week. I'm wearing the hat. You see it in the state of Michigan here. It's rivalry. I like it. <laughs> a lot is on the line. Michigan massive favorites, as everybody knows. Uh, we're going to get to that game in just a few short moments. But I want to start with a simple question for you, Jimmy. There's a couple conferences here that we have some pretty hotly contested conference title races going uh-huh. on. So I flipped over to look at the Bet Rivers odds. In particular, I want to talk about the SEC and the Big 12. Let's start with the SEC. Georgia's the favorite, minus 110 to win the SEC championship. Alabama, plus 125. Tennessee, plus 500. Everything else would obviously be a massive shock. This compares pretty similarly to their national championship odds, although obviously Tennessee, not to the 16 to 1 that you're going to get to win the national championship, just 5 to 1 to win the SEC. Right now, they've kind of got pole position with that win over Bama. Is there some value sprinkling on Tennessee to win the SEC here? I, I, okay, so they're going to be a 13 and a half, 14 point underdog at, uh, at Georgia. Okay. Um, by comparison, at Bet Rivers, a Virginia Tech is catching 13 and a half against NC State. They're plus 430, and Tennessee's plus $5. So just to win one game of that equal plus 430, is it worth an extra 70 cents to be favored over Alabama to win that game also uh, in the next one? Um, I don't know. Uh, a little bit of a scary trip uh, this weekend against uh, against Kentucky. Maybe a look-ahead spot. Is this a program that is in position where they can handle that? Well, we'll see. They should handle Kentucky. They've got way more firepower. But, man, they're, they're peeking ahead. I just <laughs> I just opened the show by peeking ahead to the game uh, next week. So I don't think there's a whole lot of value there. I think you can find more value just betting them in one game next week. If you think they can go to Georgia and beat them, just wait till next week where, you know, you can, uh, <clears throat> you know, you can get plus 430 on one game. But – uh, I, I think there's more value than that than trying to beat Kentucky at Georgia and against Alabama, likely. LSU would probably, uh, if they could pull off the upset, they would be in there if they could just split against Arkansas and Texas A&M, which they probably will. But Kentucky, Georgia, and uh, in Alabama plus $5 or just beat Georgia plus 430 No, that's the route. 
Yeah, I think that's the smarter move. Of the three ways to consider betting Tennessee between just bet them next week to win the game or bet them to win the SEC or sprinkle to win the national championship, winning the SEC would be my least favorite of the three. If you're really that confident that they could win the SEC, I'd advise you just sprinkle on the plus 1600 to win the national title and you might have some hedge opportunities by the time you get there. Uh, But I'm with you. The safest play by far is just sprinkle to win next week. Uh, Of those three that we mentioned, I actually think Alabama has some value there at plus 125. They have the most straightforward path to the title game. You would think whatever that game ends up being, if it's Georgia, it's going to be around a pick them, I would assume. If it's Tennessee, Alabama would be a favorite in that game. So I don't know, plus 125. Anytime I see plus money next to Alabama to win something of a championship variety, my eyes perk up a little bit. We might not get a better number than that. At this rate, though, if they're 11-1 and one, uh, and play in Georgia in, uh, in, the, in the SEC championship game, Georgia's going to be favored. And so just like they were last year. And they were, and I think you might get more than plus 125 in that single matchup. they got to go to Baton Rouge. they got to go to Oxford. They should win. But this is also a team that got outgained by Mississippi State at home last week. And so this Bama team is showing a few more kinks uh, than what we're used to. I mean, they lost to Tennessee. They could have easily lost to Texas A&M in Texas. So, again, I think there's more value in just waiting uh, for that game and if they get to that spot because why risk the game at Baton Rouge next week when you don't have to, when you're going to get the same payout if they play Georgia. Now, if they get a rematch against Tennessee, if Tennessee pulls, well, I changed my mind because they will be the favorite. They would be minus money, money line in the SEC championship game. Let's play a quick guess the line. If Georgia and Alabama play uh, at the end of the season, in the SEC championship, what do you think that line opens up at? Georgia three and a half, four, something okay. like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. The other one I wanted to ask you about the big 12. There's technically four teams that Bet Rivers has listed. They see a reasonable shot could win this conference. I think that's fair if you look at the standings. It's a mess right now. TCU has separated themselves a little bit, but are we really buying TCU? They're plus 150 to win the Big 12. Texas is plus 225. Even after last week's loss to Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State is plus 250. And Kansas State, with the two quarterbacks hurt off the loss to TCU, plus 4. 50 technically still with a shot is there anyone here you would sprinkle on at this point to win the big 12 oh gosh uh there's no including this week in a trip to morgantown uh early start too and listen they they've been fortunate uh you know in the last couple of games um they they came from 14 down they did what they had to do uh but if they played the game at stillwater they're not going to win that game kansas state lost their starting quarterback lost their second string quarterback and they had to come from 18 down. So they were fortunate there. There's no easy outs uh, in the uh, Big 12. Um, all of their games are going to be competitive. I think Texas Tech and their first-year head coach, uh, we're seeing uh, some improvement over the course of the season. I mean, they blasted West Virginia last week, uh, beat Texas already. They are defeated at home. I expect them to stay that way this weekend. But trips to Austin, trips to Waco, those going to be tough. Trips to Morgantown. So, um, TCU is in a great spot right now because I mean they're on top of the standings, but um, yeah, yeah, that they're they're likely to get there. It's a tough one, man. It, it's a real tough one. Uh, Oklahoma State. What is their price right now? You said it's two fifty. 
This is a this is a tough conference, man. It really is. Keep in mind, it's no, it's no divisional play. It's just the top, you know, the top two of the ten will play again because they play around Robin in the ten team Big Twelve. So, I I, I don't know, man. Uh, TCU, I wouldn't. Uh, TCU has work to do. Is my point. So just penciling them in, even in the uh, the Big Twelve championship game right now, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, it's too messy for me. Uh, too much could happen. As you said, every single game is a hard out. This sort of reminds me of how I felt a week ago about the Pac-12, where it just felt imminent that everyone was going to get got at some point. And now the Pac-12's got everybody at the top with one loss. I don't think TCU survives the season unscathed. I couldn't point and tell you when they lose. But what I can tell you is that, to me, Oklahoma State is my favorite team when Spencer Sanders is healthy in this conference. And looking at that number, though, plus 250, when they're just right in the middle of that group right now, that's not much better odds than we got just for Oklahoma State to beat Texas last week. So it's hard to pin something down here and say you can feel good about them coming out of the pack. I'd like to get more juice on that. And I think if you wait it out, if Oklahoma State in the final week of the season is on track to make the Big 12 championship, depending on who they're going to get, you're probably still going to get some good value if you like the Cowboys the same way that we do. And, and also, if you, you know, uh, one thing to consider is if you like a good conspiracy theory, well, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the Big 12. Uh and the Big 12 officials, um, 14 to zero. Well, nine and a half is the most penalties per game in the country by Syracuse, okay? Texas got hit with 14, and, you know, they made it real discreet. It kind of evened it out. Let's just make it, let's just, oh, zero for Oklahoma State. 14 to zero. Well, well that's about as bad as Steve Sarkeesian uh, throwing the ball 49 times when his running backs are averaging seven and a half yards a carry. There you go, baby. I was going to say, look, when uh, you start talking conspiracies, you start talking my language. I actually think the officials were doing Texas a favor because now the story is the officials and not Quinn Ewers airmailing 30 throws over his open receivers' heads in that game. It is what it is. Uh, let's move into the games for this week. It's the week Isaac nine. Isaac passing plays when he's struggling. It's seven and a half yard. Look, here you go. Here you go, uh, Bijan. Here you go. Seven and a half a crack, and he's throwing it 50 times. Absolutely brutal. We needed more Bijan in that game. So let's let's move to week nine. Uh, big slate in my conference in the Big Ten. So let's start there. Ohio State heads to Happy Valley to take on Penn State. The line is Ohio State minus 15 and a half, over under 61. Ohio State's pretty darn good, Jimmy. What do you think? They're really good, and they're really untested. Uh, at this point, um, you know, Penn State uh, after their, the you know, two weeks prior was so beaten so badly, the final score should have been worse. You know, they had the the fumble slash. It was ruled to pick six because it went forward. Uh, they get him a 14-13 lead late in the second quarter. Um, it gave a 4-12 on the road, but something tells me, and, I, and I'm definitely not putting too much on them beating uh, Minnesota badly without Tanner Morgan. I mean, P.J. Fleck was scared to death of uh, letting that guy, his backup, throw the ball. So that was just a matter of time before they pulled away there. It's, just, it, it's a tough game. I mean, I understand all the metrics point toward Ohio State, but on the road, 15 and a half, maybe, uh, maybe I'm uh, taking a square bait here, but man, that looks like a ton at home in this one. So I'm leaning toward Penn State plus the points. So Ohio State has won nine of ten in this series. They've won five straight. No team has ever won six straight in this series. Not saying that's a reason to point to Penn State winning this game, but if you look at the last five games Ohio State has won, their margin of victory in those five, one point, one point, 
11 points, 13 points, 9 points. Sean Clifford's been around for a few of these games. So it's not like <laughs> yes, the personnel. Yes. It's not like the personnel here hasn't played Ohio State somewhat close before. Like you said, this is the first true test for Ohio State. And sometimes I feel like a, a good, not great team can get a little spooked when they don't know that they're good, not great yet in a big game like Penn State was against Michigan. I think Penn State sort of found out, oh, if we don't show up, we're capable of getting ran off the field. There was a little surprise element to that. I don't think there will be surprise element. I think they will be ready for this game. Uh, and like you said, we haven't seen Ohio State tested. We have seen them play okay teams like Notre Dame, in which I think that was an 11-point win for Ohio State in Columbus. So I think it's harder for me to squint and see Ohio State running Penn State out of their home stadium than it is for me to see this being a close game. I'll uneasily side with you and take the, the Nittany Lions. And if you, if you want to go to series history, too, go back to 2019 when they had that great team that lost to Clemson in the semifinals and Chase Young and that team. And, you know, Penn State kind of jumped over to that. I believe the margin of victory was 14 in that one, and the line was right around the same. I think it was maybe 17, 18. So similar between two and three touchdowns where Penn State uh, uh, covered as well, if we're going series history. Yeah, I know that's where you want to go with Michigan, Michigan State. Sometimes you got to go there, right? <laughs> Great segue. Michigan State heads to Ann Arbor to take on Michigan. Michigan, very good football team. Michigan State, pretty bad football team this year. This is not the, the same rivalry we watched a year ago and Kenneth Walker was running all over that team. Yeah. Now – it is a rivalry game, and weird shit happens in rivalry game. I've been talking to myself into this all week. However, Michigan's favored by 23 points at home. The over-under is 55 going into this game, and it's hard to feel good about Michigan State. What do you think? Well, serious history. Uh, how many of those guys or coaches are still involved, uh, still around for Michigan State? Now, Tucker was there. He's still there. I get it. Uh, I mean, he's earning his money in East Lansing. We all know that. So, uh, but the, I just think that the pent up and the double revenge, and uh, this is Michigan's turn to just like just turn it loose on him. Well, you can't have it both ways. How good does Walker look for Seattle in the pros? I mean, damn good. That's how good he was. And we talked about this early on, how they identify. I hate to be redundant, but they're just missing him. And maybe the series history hurts. Uh, you know, not that Michigan's ever going to take Michigan State lightly, but just a little extra juice. I do believe in a revenge factor at the college level. A little double revenge here, series history. Yeah, so I'm. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think I'm, I'm laying the points with Michigan. I think you nailed the read on this with the double revenge game. Now, what I will throw out there: Mel Tucker two and zero against Jim Harbaugh in his young career at Michigan State. And when we talk about Mel earning his money. I honestly think Mel Tucker could go five and seven every single year. As long as he's beating Michigan, he's earning his money to this fan base. Now, at some point that's going to end. This is definitely the spot. It feels like it's going to end where I would push back and just say the door could crack open a little bit here. We've seen Michigan play bad to average football teams this year and not run them off the field. They didn't beat Indiana, Iowa, or Maryland by 23 or more points. Now, I think Maryland's a much better football team than Michigan State when healthy. I think Iowa, their defense is a, a better asset on a football field than anything Michigan State has. But 
Michigan's not necessarily always on their A-plus game. The problem is they're going to be for this game. You know they're going to be for this game. There's no overlooking your rival who's beaten you two straight years. Jim Harbaugh's doing the, the throwing shots at other coaches. He's firing away at James Franklin in the press conference right now. That's when he's you know an, Jim Harbaugh's ready. Just don't worry about him. He's an idiot. You know that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's when he's most dangerous, Jimmy. When he's totally making nonsensical stuff up, then that's when he's dangerous. When he's dangerous is when he goes back to his roots and just becomes a line of scrimmage team and just runs the ball and becomes a physical team. It's what he did at San Francisco. It's what he did at Stanford. Even luck, they were running multiple tight end sets a lot, you know, at Stanford. So that's what he's going back to after trying to get the old Miss transfer to run the read option and all that stuff. But Patterson, Shea Patterson, he's back to doing what he can do best. And it's odd for a former quarterback. But anyway, and I agree. Listen, man, it's a robbery. Is it a robbery? Is it some real hate? For Michigan, Michigan State, you tell me. I think so. From one side, there certainly is. I think <laughs> they wouldn't admit it. I uh, My play here, I'm taking Michigan State plus six and a half in the first quarter, and that's it. I said this on the After Dark show. I think MSU is capable of scoring some sort of points on one of their first drives in this game, and then from there, I think it gets real. So, so where were you when the punt got botched and they're flipping it over and Michigan State's running down the sideline? Huh? <laughs> I mean, I can tell you exactly where I was. I was in my living room with my mother-in-law and my wife, and I about had a heart attack. Jimmy. Weird <laughs> things happen in this rivalry. Uh, no comment on how the game ends up on the scoreboard. No, no comment. Let's move to uh, a Big 12 matchup that does have title implications that we alluded to earlier. Oklahoma State is at Kansas State. Kansas State is favored here by two points. 56.5 is the total. We believe Adrian Martinez is going to be back for this game, but – I don't feel great about trusting the Kansas State quarterback situation after the way last week played out. What do you think? If that is true, uh, if that is, you know, if he is back and, you know, and the backup was not bad either, uh, you know, in Fort Worth on Saturday night. But you can't go three deep, man. How many how many reps and practices a third-string quarterback taking? Um, and that's something to, uh, uh, to monitor closely. But if that is the case, I love Kansas State in this spot. I think Kansas State's just an unlucky team uh, to this point. They had that one slip up where they were looking ahead. It was a sandwich spot against Tulane. Tulane is 7-1. and one. Uh, So, I mean, they're, they're a little bit better. That's not quite as embarrassing as we thought. And I love the uh, the coach, man. Climbing, uh, I, I, I love this spot. Oklahoma State, man, there is some real – want to talk about some hate and some envy. And, look, uh, Oklahoma and Texas telling everybody else in the Big 12, we are better than y'all. We're going over to greener pastures. That's a, that was an emotional comeback, you know, in uh, in Stillwater last week. So with those emotional wins, you have a little bit less less in the tank moving forward. I like Kansas State a lot in this spot. Ooh, okay. You're you're putting some skepticism into me because Oklahoma State's one of my favorite teams to trust in the country this year. I've gone back to them time and time again, and so far they haven't truly failed me too much. Spencer Sanders, when healthy, I think can be a difference maker in this game. Uh, I'm gonna take the opposite side from you, but I'm definitely not gonna. Cowboy Pete's only got so many bullets, man, in those guns, man. He's only got so many bullets. He used up a lot last week. You're not wrong, but I got burned by Kansas State last week. I'll tell you that I felt so good about that game when they're sitting there up 28 to 10. And yes, they're the third string quarterback. We can't handicap that. They start dropping like flies. It's hard. We don't. We might see that guy on the field this game again. I'm just saying. I hope it doesn't happen, but we'll see. No, no. Monitor closely. Check your favorite sites rotowire or whatever that when we get closer i mean your twitter handles for k-state or in oklahoma state 
yeah, definitely you don't you want to have a you know a better a better grip on exactly the quarterback rotation when you get closer to kickoff. Bet smartly, folks. You heard it first here on the field of 12 best bets to Notre Dame at Syracuse. Syracuse minus two and a half at home here. Two and a half surprised me when this opened. I thought it would be a little more than that, over under 48. What do you make of it? You know, um, a little bit of a sharp play here on Notre Dame, and it knocked it down from three to two and a half uh, at Bet Rivers. It's kind of, It was kind of going back and forth, but now it's staying now for a couple of days uh, at two and a half. Something about this spot in that can you look past? Can uh, can there be a letdown spot going against Notre Dame, the Irish? Maybe so, because it was a full 60 minutes uh, in Clemson where the game was in doubt. And, you know, when they finally turned the ball over uh, at uh, Clemson 30, down six, and uh, Babers let an extra 25 seconds roll off this, uh, the play clock before they called timeout or before that possession – I just don't like the spot here for Syracuse. So, and I also think that Syracuse has been a bit fortunate. The Purdue game was a joke. I mean, yeah, we Purdue scores with a minute to go in uh in to take the lead. And next thing you know, they're kicking off from their 10-yard line. All right. Last week they get four turnovers to one against Clemson. They are better defensively. I will give you that. That's part of the equation where Clemson and DJU struggled last week. But the 97-yard scoop and score, that's not happening every week. It's not sustainable. So I just think they're a little bit fortunate. Their ranking is a little bit higher than I think they should be. And uh, so I'm taking Notre Dame plus two and a half. Yeah, between Syracuse and TCU, we have a fantastic battle for the luckiest team in college football this season. Week after week after week, something incredibly fortunate happens. However... I can't look past the number that Syracuse is six and one against the spread this year. Like they, they I, I know a lot of it is luck. They're stringing together craziness after craziness week after week. Uh, I don't love this Notre Dame team in general, but if you do look at Notre Dame and their just their results this year, they have sort of surprised in games you wouldn't expect them to perform well in, and then let down in games that you would think that they would handle pretty easily. It's a stay away for me because of that. The line feels so trappy at two and a half. Uh, if I had to lean one way or the other, give me the team with luck and hope that horseshoe stays there. But <laughs> I don't feel good about it. I'm staying away for that reason. We've got two big ones in the SEC this week. The first yes. Florida at Georgia. 22 and a half for Georgia is the number here. 56 and a half over under. What do you like? I like Georgia. And um, I, I think Florida and Florida and LSU are in similar situations, similar history, similar resources, um, similar expectations. But, you know, in the transfer error, uh, you know, transfer portal, rather early signing period era of college football, man, your your roster gets gets rated pretty good and they're not raiding you for for your weaker players so it's such an incomplete roster that billy napier has at florida and that brian kelly has at lsu lsu's playing better but still the time i bet against florida and laid a number earlier in the year damn richardson throws for 453 i don't think he's thrown for 453 in the rest of the whole damn season combined but i can you tell him a little bit better that tennessee only won by uh, single digits uh, in that game so georgia and florida you want to talk about some real hate these teams don't like each other. I mean, I could tell you that. It's got a lot of history. Steve Spurrier would beat them as bad as he could, running trick plays up 40 with two minutes to go. Georgia will beat them as bad as they want, and I still love this Georgia team. I don't trust Richardson in his arm. I'll go against him again. I'm going to lay the 22 and a half, even with 
top five Tennessee on the uh, coming to town the following week. Yeah, I'm going to say I had two notes on this. This is a potential look-ahead spot. There's no doubt. I grant you that. And and I don't know if you look ahead against people you hate, like you said they do, but it is the spot. And the second number I had, 38-33. to That was Florida's loss to Tennessee. They have proven against the best teams on their schedule, even going back to Utah. And Utah's not what we thought they were, but they're still a good football team. They've been capable of being in games to the final possession. I don't necessarily expect that in this game. But I do think 22 and a half is a lot of points. It's a key number. It's over that three touchdown threshold. Kind of reminds me of the way I feel about Michigan. And I'm kind of, you know, betting with my heart, of course. But, like, logically, if I want to bet Michigan, I'm talking myself into it. Like, they can do it. I don't know that I feel great about it with this Georgia team. We talk about Alabama's a little different. I think Georgia's a little bit different. I think they lost a lot from last year. And we've oh, seen they, that. We, I mean, we've seen that against yeah. talentless teams this year. So, I don't know. Florida, to me, has the talent. Richardson's due for one of those games where he throws for 250 out of nowhere, uh, or 400, as you said. And we'll see. 22 and a half's a lot. Give me the Gators. But, I, Jimmy, I don't like this. We're on opposite sides this week. This well, feels one, one thing to add, too, is that Florida, part of their incomplete roster, they only returned one defensive tackle from their team last year. Okay, and they're giving they're they're just getting gassed on the uh, on the ground. They're getting gassed in the air too. But Georgia loves to run the football. I think it's going to be a long day for Florida defensively. It is true. Final number for me: Florida has not lost by more than ten points this season. Lost by ten to LSU. They've been in close games. They haven't played anybody like Georgia though. So we'll see. Kentucky heads to Tennessee. Tennessee twelve and a half favorites here 62 and a half is the total and uh, we just talked about a trap spot this is the other side of the trap spot for Tennessee Kentucky will Levis is back Uh, he got the win against Mississippi State last week wasn't the prettiest football game I've ever seen but a 10 point wins a 10 point win do you think Kentucky can keep this one close uh, they played keep away uh, from the uh, hyper speed up tempo of a Josh Heupel offense last year, limiting them to less than 50 snaps uh, in that 45 uh, 42 game at Commonwealth last year. Um, it's more about Georgia being a more mature team and handling these look ahead spots in Tennessee. And so, Tennessee, you, you ever hear them where the guy's going crazy, scores a touchdown, and he gets a three pointer, act like you've been there? Well, they don't know. They don't know how to act. They haven't been there. So, I mean, Tennessee, I'm taking Kentucky. I think that Levis, forget that South Carolina game, the backup. You want to talk about a big drop-off from Levis to his backup uh, within the quarterback depth. That's the case. He's healthy. He's ready to go. Stoops has a way of shortening the game. Gonzalez is back after his suspension earlier this year. Their running game is getting going. They controlled the game completely against Mississippi State earlier this year. They'll try again, and I think they'll uh, try. They'll definitely win the time of possession, but will it be enough to keep it close? I think 12 and a half is a big, big number for an immature Tennessee team looking ahead to that trip to Athens. Yeah, I love this one. I'm right there with you. The three games that Kentucky has played against ranked opponents this year, they've covered in all three of those games, beat Florida by 10, beat Mississippi State by 10, lost to Ole Miss by three, a game that I think they should have won if you watch the way that played out. Uh, To me, Tennessee is a very, very good football team, a very, very fun football team. But to this point, they're a little bit unscathed, right? Like, I not that they haven't been tested. They've obviously been tested, but just the results have come out so positive for them anytime they have been tested. I don't feel that that's going to happen all season. Obviously, Georgia is the big game, but 
it's a trappy spot against a feisty team when Levis is out there. The number's big. All side with the Wildcats with you, 12 and a half. All right. Uh, we've got three minutes left in the show. Let's just jump right to our Moneyline underdogs here, Jimmy. And I think you and I are both honing in on some games for tonight's slate, Thursday night. What do you like? I, I like Washington State, but that's your pick. So I'm going with West Virginia and that tricky spot, that fatigue. I, well, I keep saying TCU, this is their letdown. TCU, this is their letdown. I mean, my goodness. They said they got a lot of oil and gas huh? in Texas. Well, I mean, come on. That trip to Morgantown, it's hard to get to. Get the couches ready. Let's light them on fire. Give me West Virginia a plus 220 to pull the upset against TCU. Ooh, baby, I could get behind that one in the mountains tonight. We'll see what happens. Uh, you alluded to it. I like Washington State tonight. I have liked betting on this Washington State team all year, uh, particularly at home. Now, they've lost some games in the last four weeks. Uh, the Oregon game was back and forth. I think that kind of kicked them and maybe set them down this path of, damn, we, we sort of blew that one. They got blown out by USC. If you consider a 16-point game a blowout, that was a game through the first half. Uh, Oregon State last week in Corvallis, tough place to play. But I don't think this Utah team is that good. I think they've been overvalued by Vegas and by everybody all season long. Uh, I think they're still making their name off of having a lead against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl last season. Yes, yes, I agree. I'm just not impressed with what I've seen from that football team this year. I think Washington State can keep it close. I love taking the points here. I love the seven number, the touchdown number. Uh, But outright as well, it is plus 210 for the Cougars to get the win tonight against Utah. And who doesn't love Thursday night action, Jimmy? You know, sometimes you need an appetizer before the Saturday slate. Oh, Everybody. Don't worry, we'll have action on it. Don't you Don't you worry. And listen, I was high on Utah this year too, so I overvalued them as well. They're not what we expected, and I was, uh, I'm guilty of uh, putting too much emphasis on that Rose Bowl appearance as well. Hey, you and us both, if you watch the Field of 12 after dark, they were our favorite team. That was the biker gang. We're not making biker gang shirts anymore out here. Uh, Let's go to my retirement parlay. We're going chalky for one of the first times this year, Jimmy. I got 12 chalky legs, $100 to win $10,133.55. Syracuse money line against Notre Dame, Ohio State money line against Penn State, Oklahoma at Iowa State money line, TCU money line at West Virginia. I'm sorry about that. I just ruined your underdog pick. Oklahoma State money line at Kansas State, USC money line at Zona, Tennessee money line against Kentucky, UCLA money line against Stanford, Oregon money line at Cal. Wake Forest to beat Louisville, Florida plus 22 and a half against Georgia, taking the points. And you know where we're ending, folks. Michigan State plus 23 at Michigan. 100 bucks wins you $10,000 with our friends at Bet Rivers. Jimmy, it's a pleasure as always. And we will see you next week back here on the Best Bet Show with the Field of 12. 